This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. I'm really How hungry. are you going? Oh, sorry. I just... <laughs> Good start. Why are you hungry? What um, can we eat? I haven't eaten dinner yet. And oh. I, I don't know. I'm absolutely starved. Oh. How's your day? How's your week been? Oh, it's been okay. I had a day off yesterday, which was nice. Oh. Uh, did a lot of shopping. Yeah, that More was... shopping. Well, I just went to lots of places. I actually oh. didn't buy anything other than a pot plant. But it's... Uh, it's been busy. I've been doing lots of night shifts, which is actually quite draining because it means Brenton like leaves to work 7.30 and gets home at 5.30 and I'm working 2 till 10, then have to sort of wind down till 11 and then don't wake up when he wakes up for work. So I'm very thankful to have a job and actually like it's cool being able to work from home and stuff and have flexible hours and run in the morning and all of that. But also I feel like I haven't seen anyone in normal hours, you know? Yeah, I can relate to that. I feel it's it's very draining working from home in a house where someone isn't working at the same time as you. Like Eliza absolutely cracked it with me when we were living in Mornington because I'm taking calls all the time. Adrian's bloody flitting around the kitchen all the time, which is where I'm working from because he gets the study for some reason. Mm-hmm. And And he's yelling at me that I'm a bad housemate and he feels like we're just roomies at the moment. And it's just really hard to balance a personal life with work especially when you feel like you can't get away and yeah I don't know I'm getting a bit sick of it to be quite honest I feel you it's such a weird concept because we're both in the same house but we can't spend any time together of the evening yeah god shout out to people who work with partners who do night shifts all the time or just like they work separate hours like that's a tough life. It you is so are- tough. I even remember in uh, the early sort of two or so years of our relationship with Brenton, he, I think, was at uni. Did or- you just say our relationship with Brenton? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, our relationship. And then I didn't need to say with Brenton. Um, <laughs> he was either working or he was at uni. I don't know. But he had like a nine to five Monday to Friday situation. And then mm-hmm. I had uni. And then I worked every Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So I was like, when do we see each other? Yeah. I remember those days when, yeah. It was uni life. When Saturday and Sunday night, which is fine. But now I'm working like Saturday nights till 10 p.m. <laughs> so what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway. Goodbye personal lives. Absolutely four minutes of me talking that no one needs to hear about. Sorry to all of you people who actually work like overnight shifts like bloody train metro engineers and drivers and nurses and all of the other people that do actual hard jobs while I sit on my daybed eating <laughs> fucking chock top being like Carol doesn't like her highlighter <laughs> but anyway uh, now I've recognized my privilege I feel much better how's, how's your week going <laughs> well there's no point in me complaining but it's been a busy week my my work Buddy has been MIA for the last two days, which means that I've been working sort of double as much as I usually have been, which has been fun. And I just feel like my life is meetings and talking to people and trying to please people. And I'm so sick of it. I just want to sit in a cave for a while. Mm, I could do a cave. I'm so excited. So tomorrow, which will have been Mm. the weekend that was when you guys are listening to this, I'm going to go see one of my uni friends and her partner, who um, live in the bush and he is a farmer 
yeah, and cool. a sheepdog trainer. So we're taking our foster up to try him on sheep and they're just a very similar couple to us and I think that we'll have some drinks and we'll play some board games and it'll be really fun and it, the cabin fever is so real and like driving three and a half hours away couldn't be more ideal right now. So That so sounds fun. I hope yeah. that you had a great time on that weekend. Thanks. I'm sure I did. I'm sure I'm probably still hungover on Monday from my two Bacardi and sodas. <laughs> I'll make sure to yell at you on Insta stories. Okay. Real early, real loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into beauty news this week. We have a little bit to cover and then Loz is popping in to talk about our product trial later in this episode. Yes, and we have favourite snack of the week and a beauty breakdown. Fun. All right, let's get into it. Uh, that's the tea on that. So the main thing that we've got to talk about this week. Desi Perkins is pregnant. <laughs> Did we already cover that or were we just covering her fertility journey? We only covered the fertility journey. Okay, so pregnant. And <laughs> for anyone who hasn't been playing along at home and for some reason cares and hasn't watched themselves, now you have the news. Yeah. And it's the best. I'm so happy. She's such a uh, round pregnant person for how not very far along she is. Like she's really showing. Absolutely. It must be because she's still getting pumped with hormones, I reckon, because she's a very petite woman and she looks so pregnant and she's not that pregnant. Her jugs are ginormous. They are huge. And her belly's like a round bowling ball. Like she's just she looks so pregnant already, which I guess is probably kind of good. Like you don't want to be in that weird awkward stage where you're just doughy. Like her belly mm-hmm. looks hard real fast. So good on her. Agreed. <laughs> It'll be a breathy baby like Stephen. No, it'll come out and they'll be like, um, it's got vocal fold palsy. Oh no. It um, cries and it's like, wheeze. <laughs> okay. Other than Desi being pregnant, two quick product launches and then we'll talk about the tea. So right. the NARS Orgasm X collection has launched in Australia at Mecca and it is all things pink shimmery sheeny vibes Mm -hmm. and I feel like they're really targeting that Asian clientele you know how they love like in J Beauty and K Beauty that like pink kind of sore eye one wash look yeah for sure everywhere in Japan and um I feel like they're really channeling that but it's also something that I love too so I'm thrilled about it maybe a bit shimmery for me but they're beautiful. I read on Twitter, oh, not Twitter, I read on Reddit about Ooh. this collection that the Reddit community are a little bit over the NARS orgasm launches. They think that they're sort of doing it to death and everyone really loves the other seasonal launches that they do, but uh, orgasm's getting a bad rap at the moment. I do get that they've done orgasm till it's dead in sort of the blush and then they did that highlighter thing. Mm. the loose highlighters but I get this I get that they're doing orgasm for the eyes because they haven't done that before and that colorway is very trendy right now so to me that makes sense I reckon if they hadn't done all of the other orgasm ones maybe it wouldn't be tired already but I sort of half get where they're coming from but I also see why they thought it was a good idea I wonder what will happen once they've exhausted all of the different ways that they could use the orgasm coloring like eyes seem to be the logical last stop for orgasm yeah well then they but they also brought out the orgasm x and like they're bringing out just other blushes that are just called orgasm so who knows Uh, yeah okay they'll never stop they'll never can't stop (laughs) talk to me about the mark jacobs mascara as well well their lashed mascara launched and it's in 
beautiful gold packaging, looks bougie, would be a good gifting mascara. And just looking at the wand, I felt like it had caution vibes. Can you please Google the wand right now? It definitely has caution vibes. It almost looks like triangular in that it's like wider at the wand part and like smaller at the tip. Yep. And then it looks, absolutely. And then it sort of looks like if you turn it in like, if you were holding it vertically in your hand and you spin it 360, that one end has bristles that are slightly different than if you hold it the other way. Am I describing this well? And the other has one that's longer. I feel like this has that situation where half of it has different bristles. I don't think it does. I think that's just the way they've shot it. Good. Well, I'm glad that I went through that really thorough description. Oh, hang on. It says, <laughs> it says innovative brush features, wavy bristles that are designed to evenly coat each lash from root to tip, blah, blah, blah. Define each lash with the tapers, tapered wand tip to elevate your everyday lash look. No, it's they're just wavy bristles that are oh, tapered at the end. So maybe the waviness made it look like there was two length of bristles. Okay. Maybe. Also, it's vegan, which is interesting. A vegan mascara is the harder to find. Yeah, well, so is caution. So I'm calling it, I'm calling it. It's like made in the same place as caution. It could be. That's, that's my conspiracy. That's the tea on that. Conspiracy and tea. What a (laughs) fucking segue. Jeffree Star launched the cremated palette. Yeah. How fun. First, I wrote notes on this because I wanted to Google the tea and get all of the information that I could possible about it. Of course. So. Jeffree Star launched a cremated palette. It has tones that are all cool. It yeah. has names like Gravedigger and what else has it got? Embalmed and mm. Mortuary or something. And Deceased. And yeah. yeah. So Someone it's- death phobic. Not my favorite name <laughs> themed palette, really. No, someone else said that they're also death phobic and that it would trigger them every time they used yeah. it if. Mm. No, not for me. Also, the colours are so not for me. I would like to say, though, thank God for bringing out a cool tone palette because all of his have been so warm and every palette is so warm. So good on him for trying to, you know, switch things up a little. Yeah, he said that it was supposed to be, it's like targeted to the OG Jeffree Star goth audience. And he's also said that it's something that's never been done before, which is Really very untrue. I mean, no one's ever <laughs> no one's ever called a palette cremated before, but like cool tones aren't revolutionary, Jeffree Star. Yeah. Everyone compared this to the Naked Smoky palette when he was like, never been done before. And everyone was like, this is literally the Naked Smoky palette from five years ago. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's the real tea on this? Well... I thought that the real tea was the fact that he has launched a palette called Cremated in a in a pandemic. When, <laughs> that is the tea. <laughs> when people are dying and also families can't cremate their families. Yeah, well, the, the tea that I've noted based on the, the tea videos on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Now they're all going to be in your suggested things and it will be like, did Tanya Burr and Jim really ever love each other? And you'll be like, fuck off. <laughs> I love them. Anyway, uh, yeah, so everyone's saying, look, it's really poor timing. It's very insensitive given that everything's happening with coronavirus and especially in the US where the mortuaries are being absolutely overrun and overworked by the fact that they're they're not able to keep up with the demand of uh, laying people to rest in the ways that they need to. And apparently lots of people are being forced to cremate their family members due to the fact that there's not enough, you know, I don't really 
yeah, there's not enough space for all of the people that are passing so rapidly. I don't want to sound insensitive in me talking about it, but I'm not very well educated about it, which is why I'm kind of glossing over it a little bit. I don't want to go into too much detail. Yeah, Um, I'll have a panic attack. It's fine. Okay, cool. Uh, So the palette was supposed to be launched in April, apparently, and everyone's saying, why, Jeffrey, have you launched it now? in only a couple of months later when you could have just waited until Halloween. It would have been the perfect time then. Um, And he released his video today, a.k.a. Thursday, when you're listening to this Mm -hmm. episode, and said that if he had, he said this year is full and his production schedule is full for the year and he would have had to have pushed it back to this time next year if he was going to push anything back and he didn't want to do, he wanted to do the, the palette justice by launching it when it wasn't likely to be expired he didn't want it to sit in its in his warehouse essentially for a year so I can understand that I can and do you know what I think calling a palette cremated and with the semi-vulgar names that it had I think it was gonna spark controversy regardless of the time unless it was launched literally for Halloween and then I get it so yes. I don't know. Like people would have complained about it at any time. People are always dying, you know? Yeah. He said he's not discrediting anybody's feelings. He understands why people are saying what they're saying about his his timing. He said like the terminology of like deceased and cremated is part of his vocabulary. And he was like everybody who works at Jeffree Star Cosmetics knows that. And yeah, it's, something it's part that- of his vernacular. Yes, and so that's why he's done what he's done. He said, I'm not discrediting anybody's feelings. I understand why you all feel this way, but I am was not intending to offend anybody with it. Yeah. Just fair enough. Talking about the actual palette, I watched Nikki Tutorials use it, and holy shit, for cool-toned grey shadows that are normally very chalky, think naked, smoky palette, they yeah. look incredible for their yeah. quality. Yes, totally agree. I feel like Jeffrey and Nikki have a good relationship. So it's one of those things where it's like you take her reviews with a grain of salt. But mm-hmm. she did say that the palette had a pretty significant amount of fallout, which I'm not surprised about. Didn't she say kick back in the pan, but not that much on her face? That's exactly what she said. Yeah. And it took me back to do you remember working at Mecca when the Naked Smoky palette launched and those palettes, if you so much as sneezed around them, they would break. <laughs> it would yeah. drop off the fucking gondola and it would be all over the store. Like literally from the door to the cash register, that palette was everywhere. So yeah. I feel it, like I, all Urban Decay powders do that. Like they're so, they? they're so brittle and shatterable. Yeah, it's so I I mean that's what it took me back to when she said that it had the kickback. I wasn't surprised, mm. but I'm not surprised. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the popular eyeshadow brands these days, the Anastasia, I just bought the Melt Cosmetics palette and it has that thing as well where you put your brush in, there's a shit ton of kickback. You put it on the eye, it doesn't really fall down on your eyes, but it's really pigmented and then you've got to work to blend it out. It's almost that pure pigment philosophy with eyeshadow which I actually don't love but that's probably because it's not what I learned how to do makeup with Um, Mm. I don't think that that is necessarily unusual these days no I don't think so either and I don't really have an issue with kick up in a pan like how often but you're not going to finish it are you well that's exactly what I was going to say like if it's your your base shadow sure I'd be a bit offended if it really looked like it was being wasteful but for a a smoky palette like that I'd be fine with it yeah 
Agreed. Well, let's move on before I have a existential crisis about my own death. <laughs> Moving on quickly. What kind of sorcery is this? This week's Beauty Breakdown, we wanted to talk about winter skin because I don't know about you, but my face is falling apart, literally. I was thinking about this and I think that the only way that I could maintain my skin at this time is to set an alarm in the middle of the night and apply more oil halfway through the night, (laughs) halfway through my sleeping schedule because that's how dry my face is. I've had the worst breakouts ever and I have perioral dermatitis at the moment. And I don't know if it's weather related or if it's product related and I'm really struggling. That is the worst. Um. There's my complaint. Yep, I feel for you. We don't even need to listen to me complain about my face. Mine's not winter skin, so (laughs) that's fine. Mine is just... Lisa skin. Fucking craters anchored into my veins and pussing out of my face. So I feel like I can can educate you a little bit about winter skin. I have some suggestions for you. Do you have any tips that you have found that have worked so far? Because it sounds like you're struggling. I'm really struggling. The only thing that I am enjoying is my humidifier slash diffuser, which I mean, really they're the same thing, except that the diffuser is just spurting out oil, but I haven't been putting the scented essential oils in it. I've just been turning it on at night and facing towards it in the hope that it will hydrate me, which it's really not. Okay. Well, good tick. That's on my list. I have broken things down into uh, external holistic factors and Mm -hmm. then skincare factors so awesome external avoid hot showers where you can what not don't not have cold showers but just don't have like I get into the shower and I turn it up so hot that it burns and I can only put certain parts of my skin under at a time (laughs) uh, because I like to really feel the burn and the two spots that I stand in the shower is my hip and I have dermatitis on each side of my hip where the water hits so there you go. It, the hot water absolutely destroys your skin barrier and it will give you crusty hips like me. <laughs> so avoid hot showers. Heating, mm-hmm. of course. Um, well, put the heater on because if you don't, you're a psycho and I hate those people that are like, oh, it's on 16. It's fine. It's not. Oh. Um, it's not. Our house has been 22 degrees for the last three weeks because yeah, a delight. that's what it needs to be. What do you do overnight though? We do turn it off at night and then it's like – whoever's you know the braver person in the morning is the one that gets up first to turn it back on interesting I've been doing 17 overnight I can't turn it off or else I get like snot icicles (laughs) yeah but my house is also quite big I think our house being small makes it colder faster it was bloody like 10 degrees in the house when I got up the other morning Mm. I was shivering um yeah anyway so use your heater but just feel guilty about it because you're ruining your skin when you do it humidifier is a great idea you're just drying out the air so much a very good idea particularly as well if you're like me and Alana Rama keeps talking about it as well but if you get that like dry air tickle at Mm -hmm. night and you just have that annoying cough and it's the bane of your existence great for that lubricate those uh, vocal folds and your airways why not also I learned that I didn't realize but I read the other day that humidifiers are really good for people who get blood noses randomly in the middle of the night yeah because I had nasal passage drying out I had no clue Adrian randomly always gets not always but seems to get blood noses when a, the aircon is on in summer or B, in the middle of winter. He'll just randomly wake up with a nosebleed and I realise it's probably because of the dry air. Mm. How funny are those people that get nosebleeds? They're so weird. 
I've never had one in my life, ever. Oh, my God. I'm looking at you, Jackie Alexander. She'll just pull one out of nowhere. She'll be at the club and she'll get a nosebleed. Like Adrian's the same. We'll just be, like, literally doing nothing. And then he's like, oh, I think my nose is bleeding. And it's like then all of a sudden it's running like a tap. And they do people with nosebleeds do that thing where they put both of their palms under their chin and just, like, run. <laughs> so gross. I've never had one. So they're really foreign and weird to me. Same. Oh. And anyway, back to topic. The <laughs> last thing I have for external is um, have your fish oils, have your fatty acids and your fatty diet. Is that external or internal? Well, it's external to skincare, but internal to your body. <laughs> yes, I have started eating my Omega tablets because I had hoped that it might help with my perioral dermatitis. Update, it hasn't. <laughs> um, try zinc. Yes, uh, product of the week. I'm going to talk oh. about it soon. Okay, sorry. Um, I've been eating zinc like they're going out of fashion because I'm like, this will cure my acne. Um, it's not, but it's worth trying. Um, but yeah, good. It also shortens length of a cold, so why not? Um, skincare. Make sure that you are using ceramides and hyaluronic acid because the dry air in winter, whether you're inside and using recirculated air or outside and having breezy cold air, it's going to break down your skin barrier and you're going to get dry and sensitized. So hyaluronic acid is going to lock in that water and ceramides are going to help with the skin barrier. It's also now a good time to add an oil. I don't think that oily skins potentially need oil all year round, but oily skins can probably tolerate an oil at night during winter. A hundred percent they can. If I can tolerate many oils at night, an oily person can tolerate one. one. And pick a thinner texture. A lot of people's first oil that they go to is like the go-to oil um mm. I actually find that quite thick so if if you like it go ahead because it's affordable and it's a lovely quality but I actually find it to be a pretty heavy oil something yeah. like drunk elephant marula I actually find a little bit thinner or jojoba a lot of oily people like that because it's very thin and it's close to your skin's natural sebum so it's not going to feel too cleaning on your skin mm-hmm. um swap your cleanser texture so if you're normally a foam swap to a gel if you normally use a gel, maybe swap to a cream. If you're not using an oil, maybe grab an oil. Pretty much take a step up or down from whatever you're using because in winter, your oil is actually less uh, runny. Like it, you don't secrete as much oil and it's not as thin and you're literally just not as greasy. Like it's it's freezing up. So you're not going to be as oily and you can probably tolerate a more gentle cleanser. Mm-hmm. I like I'm loving this. Yeah. I'm just letting you talk and then I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like to think I... of it like coconut oil, right? In summer, it's there and it's all slippy and it's squirting out of the jar and you're all greasy. And then in winter, it's like, you know, it's getting thicker. And don't forget to exfoliate because I think that a lot of people are like, oh, my God, oil, 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 moisturizer, moisturizer, moisturizer. And it's like if you've got that layer of sort of dryness on your face, you're not Ain't gonna nothing gonna work. It. You can't break through it. You've got to exfoliate. Don't overdo it, but still once or twice a week minimum, a good chemical exfoliant. If you're feeling a little bit sensitized, stick for something that's maybe more of a PHA base or a lactic acid base. Mm-hmm. Um, just make sure that you're exfoliating so that all of those actives can get in deep to your skin and nourish. 
I also want to shout out that if you are going to use a chemical exfoliator and it's not something that you usually do and you're thinking, wow, Alex and Lisa are so knowledgeable, mostly Lisa, and now's a great time to try a chemical exfoliant because my skin's fucked and it's winter, make sure that you follow step one and two, aka add ceramides and hyaluronic acids to your skincare after you do that exfoliation because I tried a new exfoliator. We will talk about it at some point on this podcast, maybe. And my face has never been more stripped in my life. And I blame that maybe for my perioral dermatitis outbreak. Interesting. Whereas Mm. I would like to add, I have been consciously making sure that although I am using vitamin C, retinol and an AHA daily Mm. together at this point, because (laughs) I, I have acne and scarring and so much going on. Because I'm actively using hyaluronic acid and oils and ceramides, also I'm on skin sensitizing antibiotics, my skin barrier is actually okay. Sure, things burn like fire when I put them on, but I'm not falling <laughs> off yet. So That's very impressive. Thing. Yeah, they're really doing their thing. I'm not too, not too pink. I'm not too reactive. I think if I wasn't taking such good nourishing steps in my skin that I would be both acne prone and also red and bleeding and scabby and dry. Probably. A hundred percent you would be. Not even probably. Definitely. Thank God for barrier repair. Yes. Um, Let's move on to uh, products of the week. I just wanted to have a discussion this week and put this out there. I've been trying the Glossier Lash Slick. Yeah. um, Because everyone's like, oh my God, so natural, gives you like baby boy lashes, doesn't smudge, tubing mascara, so great. Okay. Firstly, it's a little natural for what I like. It's very natural. I've tried it. Yeah, it's a little natural, but I do appreciate it on no makeup makeup days. So I'm not mad at it. I love mm. the way it makes my bottom lashes look. They look really fluffy and separated and not clumpy and long. Really like it for the bottom lashes. But mm-hmm. I have one major qualm, which is that it's not tubing. It doesn't come off. Like I cried. I can't remember what I watched. Oh, I watched normal people and I was sobbing and it didn't come off. So great. If you want a really natural wedding mascara or a funeral mascara, go for it. But yeah. I'm using an oil-based remover and then a second cleanse and I get out and I still have panda eyes with this yeah. mascara that claims to be easy to remove and it's absolutely it's, not and it's not I, tubing in any way and I don't think Glossier claimed that it is but all of the Glossier fangirls do and it's not and it pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolute horse shit for anybody to say that that mascara is easy to remove. When I was in Mornington and I hadn't placed my Mecca order yet and I was running out of mascara and I had to use Eliza's mascara and this was before I had to move on to the Maybelline mascara mm-hmm. because Eliza stopped me. I was using the Glossier Lash Slick and holy shit, it is actually impossible to get off your face. I had to use a face halo and oil cleanser and my Dr. Dennis Gross cleanser to remove it and it that would remove it, but it really is heavy duty. And the thing is, if it gave me lashes like Damn Girl or something, I'd be okay with the fact that it was harder to remove. But it's like there was 0.01% of product on my lashes. Why yeah. is there more when I remove it than appears visually when I'm wearing it? 
Yeah, I, I have no clue, but it makes sense as to why every time Eliza comes over and she's like, can you do my makeup? And I'm like, can you remove your face first? And then we she removes all of her makeup, but for the remainder of me applying makeup to her face, there is still mascara smudging under her eyes. And I'm like, how is this possible? There's nothing there. Yes, and you do the concealer and then they turn ashy because it bleeds into the concealer. Yes. Reset it, take it off and redo it. Absolute nightmare. Anyway, just wanted to put that out there that – it's not an easygoing mascara. It's not very Glossier-esque. It's bloody mm. difficult to remove. And I would love it if I didn't hate it so much. Wow, that's a gripe and a half. Yep. Thank you. Let's move on to right after the break. <laughs> Time to get off your soapbox. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. These products are so good. Product faves. I'll start with mine because you brought up right before that we should be using zinc mm. in our lives at this time. And Ooh, I'm we talking topical. Yes, girl. Ooh. So I this week, because as I mentioned, my skin was very stripped and very angry. I also had a massive breakout, very similar to yours, Lisa, but not quite as deep, but like really clustery cheek, large pimples I got about a week ago. I call it a constellation. Yes, does have constellation <laughs> vibes. And so my skin was really struggling. I didn't know what to do to fix it. I was literally a scabby mess. Everything hurt that I put on my face. And I was like, what am I doing? What do I need to do to fix this? So... I started introducing the Great Barrier Relief Serum and that has done a magical job for me. Good. But in addition to that, I've also picked up my the Ordinary Niacinamide and Zinc Serum. Mm-hmm. And what I would say... combo. Yeah, I would say that overnight, the redness of my blemishes and breakouts reduced by 50%. That's I was tr- truly amazed by it. So I've been using that every single day and I absolutely love it. It's got 10% niacinamide and 1% zinc apparently. And it's meant to be for blemish, blemish prone skin. And I can say that I would 100% agree with that. Yeah, zinc's really good for acne and like that angry red inflammatory acne. It's also great for rosacea. And I would say particularly for that rosacea that's like pustuli, papuli, you know, the angry pimply rosacea. That yep. is like the double whammy and really sucks for people. Um, mm. That would be a good ingredient for them and very affordable. So why not try it? It's been an absolute game changer for me. And I've loved it before in the past, but I think because I had 
an issue that I needed to solve and it solved it for me. It's really yeah. gone up there in my in my to love books. And what a perfect pair with the Great Barrier Relief Cream. I feel like they'd be a really good combo. They are. So $9.90, get around it, everybody. That's very good. Uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I mean, it's not La Mer or anything, but my favourite of the week is Dr. Dennis IPL Dark Spot Concentrated Serum, which has Liz made this her favourite. Did I make this up or was it an empty potentially? I reckon it might have been an empty. I don't remember you talking about it as a favourite. Yeah, I think Loz did, but I think it was an empty. So this mm. is essentially a vitamin C serum. It's also got some acids in there. I've been using it to fade the hectic acne scarring that I have, and it is working. And it oh. also burns a little bit like fire when I put it on, but that's because of my impaired <laughs> skin barrier, and I like the burn. It like reminds me that it's working. Yeah. It's okay when it's a really active product and it burns. It's not okay when your bloody jojoba oil is burning. Yeah. Do you know what I'm finding? My step two of the peel pads is what's burning. No, my step one literally singed off my lips the other day and I was like, what the fuck? That's so weird, but, like, that makes more sense. But I don't know why the step two, like, the neutralizing is what's killing me. I'm like, why? Is my skin really alkaline or something? I don't really understand. Or is it really is my skin really acidic and then taking it back to normal is killing it I don't know but it's weirding me out anyway (laughs) the key ingredients in here are L-abscorbic acid which is vitamin C and lactic acid and there is a great review on the Mecca website which I would like to uh, read for you oh please 153 five stars this actually works it has faded my hyperpigmentation that was brought about by Fraxel a year ago a few drops on the darker areas morning and night for about three weeks and they've definitely faded. Only drawback is it smells like ham or salami. Weird. <laughs> That's the vitamin C. This is the spot on description. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dr. Dennis has done clinical trials and compared this to hydroquinone and it was like comparable, which is great. Hydroquinone, you can't really get, I don't think you can get in Australia. Um, mm. And it's a product that you can get on prescription for hyperpigmentation. So that's a fun fact. But mm. the other downside is that it smells like Christmas ham. And, <laughs> no, it doesn't smell as good as Christmas ham. No, don't be silly, no, 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 but it does ham. smell meaty. I haven't finished. Not like Christmas ham on your plate with your plowmans. It smells like Christmas ham after it's been in the bag and it's January. The wet handbag. The handbag. The weird calico handbag. That's what it smells like. Um, so it's not great. And I've actually had this serum for a really long time and haven't been using it because I haven't enjoyed the texture because it's like I don't want to put that on and then put an oil over the top of it because it wasn't necessarily hydrating enough for me to wear on its own and I was just opting for my CEO Glow. But I'm using this almost like a spot treatment serum. So I'm just putting it through where I've got the pigmentation and then I can layer whatever else over the top of and – Look, if it's working, I'll put up with the ham face. Yeah, you'll have to. Yeah, when I say ham face, it makes me think of on Mean Girl. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? When he's no, like, I, I was thinking Dwight when he puts that the mask on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can you tell me why you had to cut the face off the dummy? I was thinking of on Mean Girls when they're going through like they're the cool people, they're the varsity jocks, and they show the weird group, and there's Damien. Is his name Damien? And he's yeah. got all the salami on his face, and he's going, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. They're both good descriptions. <laughs> anyway, so there's our face. 
of the week. Um, I have a non-beauty fave. Have you got one? No. Okay. Um, I actually have two. And oh. they're both book related. I have been trying, because I've been working my shit hours, to have tech free before bed because I'm literally working up until 10 o'clock, showering, and then trying to wind down at 10.30, which is quite tricky. Yeah. Literally just had the laptop in your face. So I have been reading before bed. I am a very temperamental reader. I read and then I don't read for like eight months and then I read and then I smash through stuff on holiday and then I don't read for a year and it's weird, but I'm in a reading phase. Mm. I'm reading Wow, No Thank You, which is a book of short essays by Samantha Irby. I believe the Anna Edit put me onto this because she mentioned that she had a couple of funny stories about like IBS. I think this woman actually has IBD, Um, but there's funny like it's very self-deprecating and I think she talks about like wetting herself and pooping herself um, and it's very easy reads and I like it because it's essays. Um, you can just like read one essay before bed. You don't have that like, oh, I'll just get to the end of the chapter and oh, then I'll read the yeah. chapter and it's just like, yeah, it's a really good before read, uh, before read bead. <laughs> anyway. Oh dear. Now, Sounds good. I like the idea of short stories. I used to love Paul Jennings' short stories books. <laughs> Like unimaginable, undescribable. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's the type of reader I am. That's the type of attention span I am. I have, not I am. Someone someone asked me during the week, this week, if I've ever been tested to see if I have um, ADHD. And I was like, people have asked me that before, but no, I've never been tested. So No, I don't think you do. I think you're just a millennial, you know? So. So my other thing is when my eye strain doesn't feel like working, I have been listening to, and I feel very, very cool about this, um, the Harry Potter books on Spotify, they're being read out to you. Have you have you seen that around? I what do you mean? Like an audio book? Yeah, but it's on Spotify and you like don't have to pay for it. Um, oh. And it's read by celebrities. So for some reason, I got a Spotify alert when this launched. It was like Harry Potter at home readings. And I was like, I don't know why I got an alert for that. Because it's not like I'm on some Harry Potter fan Spotify page thing. Sure you're not. (laughs) But it popped up and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I followed it and I was like, oh, I'll listen to that at night because I've been wanting to get into audiobooks. And then like Hmm. four weeks later, pedestrians like, oh, you can do this. And I was like, pedestrian, you losers. I've been doing Get with the times. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Daniel Radcliffe reads the first chapter and then there's some oh. um, celebs. There's, I don't know, a bunch of celebs. Anyway. Oh, my God, that's awesome. It's great. And it takes me like a whole week to get through a chapter because I fall asleep like eight minutes in and then I really <laughs> So I'm actually no longer up to date because I keep falling asleep. But it's great <laughs> and it's free and I love Harry Potter. And yep. it made me reflect upon the fact that I was actually a child genius because I read Harry Potter from when it was released. It was released in 1997. So I was four or five and I read Harry Potter independently. Yeah, but did you read the first book independently? And, like, also they didn't release all of the books in 1997. <sighs> I remember you know? having a sick day and I read the whole of, what's the second book, The Chamber of Secrets? I have no idea. Yeah, that I sounds right. I read all of the book on my own in my bed i'm calling my mum now oh jesus <laughs> hello hello 
I just need you to clarify, Mum. Did I read the whole of? I'm on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Did I read Hi, the Donna. whole of Harry Potter independently at the age of four? Yeah, I think it was grade one. It was released in 1997, and I definitely remember getting the second book when it launched. Yes. Anyway, child prodigy. Thank you for confirming. Yes, you did. You're a child genius. <laughs> thank you. But you've gone backwards since then. Yeah, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm so happy that your mum finally joined us on the podcast. Please cut out my disgusting cackle at the start of this point. Uh, Hi, Donna. I'm so glad that you could join us. Anyway, so there's a whole lot about my reading history. <laughs> We've lost it tonight. Absolutely. Oh, snack of the week. Snack of the week, then we need to pass to Loz. Yes. Who's going to join us to talk about our product trial. Just took it to my veins. What is your snack of the week? My snack of the week was a repeated fave from a couple of weeks ago, which is the Darryly licorice chocolate block. Still delicious. Bought another block of it. Adrian is convinced that I ate half, but I'm convinced he ate two thirds. And that's what started one of our (laughs) fights today. So, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Things are steamy over there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What's yours? Mine's also a repeat snack of the week, but with a little extra detail. Mine Mm. is Pita Pippo, Mm. my favorite gelati. And it's the Nutella Swirl, but also the Baccio one, which is great. I've gone twice in a week, I think, to get it. Whoops. Wow. And Mm. they, um, in my most recent visit, had Choc Tops. To be fair, they were $8. So, like, probably don't spend your money on it. But also, if you want to throw your money out the window, Pita Pippo do Choc Tops. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I know. It doesn't go all the way down the cone, so warning. Ah! Depressed. Yeah. But they have the white chocolate and mint, which is one of my favourite flavours. And then they also have Baccio in the cone. So everyone, go get it. Well, the great thing about that is that with Pita Pippa ice cream, obviously if you're going to buy some and you're getting it in a tub and you're taking it home, you can't eat the tub in the car on the way home because you don't have a spoon, but you can eat the chock top in the car on the way home. Yeah, or you could also just eat the normal ice cream on the way home. Not if you're driving and you need a spoon. But you can get it in a cone. Oh, yeah, but that's no fun. Get a choc top. Cones. They're weird. I want a cone strictly in a choc top and otherwise mm. I want a cup. Yes, of course. All right, let's get Loz in here to discuss our product trial of the week. I don't even need to ask if I'm orange. <laughs> we had to bring Loz in to talk about this week's product trial of the week, which is the Hourglass Veil Eyeshadow Primer because Loz has been dying to talk about it with us. Oh my gosh. And honestly, though, we've had an eyeshadow primer battle going on for how long now? Like we couldn't not review this all together. Mm-hmm. Like 48 yeah. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it would be rude if we did this without you, Lauren. So here I we are. So, so mad. <laughs> uh, so who would like to kick us off? I'll kick us off because I was probably using it for about two weeks solidly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I first started using it, I didn't love it. I felt like it was creasing. However, I feel, and look, I'm not sure if this is just me, but the more the air got into it, it got that little bit thicker and that little bit tackier, which is what I loved in the NARS, well, the original NARS smudge proof 
eyeshadow bases that did have that almost like tackiness to it so everything just stuck so well and it didn't move after it set I felt like after I'd been using it for a couple of weeks and it got a little bit of air in it almost like a mascara it just got better Mm. so do you like it I like it I really like it I mean don't get me wrong I still have days when I'm using it and my eyes still crease because I mean they always crease and I feel like until someone redoes the exact same formula as not as they always will crease but um, (laughs) the first week it definitely creased a lot but after that I felt like it got so much better and I really like it which would you prefer the NARS tinted eye primer or the hourglass one Ooh, that's really difficult um I think I'd almost prefer I don't know if you could only take one away on holiday with you which one would you take Probably the NARS one, but purely because I have such dark eyelids Mm. that that tint actually works quite well for me. Well, that's fair enough. It's purpose-built for you. Lisa, what did you think? Um, I liked that it came out of a tube versus coming on a doe foot, so it was very hygienic. Yeah. I thought that made it very kit-friendly as well. Um, I only wore it twice. I'm sorry. I intended to try it more times, but I just have not been wearing any makeup because I've been trying to let my skin breathe and I've got no reason to wear makeup. So I forced myself to wear makeup twice to wear it. Um, and it creased on me within like three hours, I want to say. Um, wow. It wasn't horrendous creasing, but it definitely did crease. And I felt like not only did I get some creasing, but I also got some sort of movement where it ended up at the end of the day where your eyeshadow just looks a little bit muddy mm-hmm. it wasn't horrendous it's probably one of my favorite that I've tried so far and potentially I could try it with a cream eyeshadow base underneath or doing that and then setting it I I wish I'd done a bit more experimentation but it's been a hard week for me makeup wise so look it's by no means what I was hoping it was going to be which was the cruelty free vegan NARS alternative I will happily pop it in my kit because I don't have any eyeshadow primer that I like at all. So I'll put it in my kit for that reason in that it ticks all the boxes that way. But um, it didn't perform as I had wanted it to. Oh. Oh, Well, that's disappointing. I really liked it. Yeah. I agree with you that day one, it Mm. definitely creased. Like 100% it creased and I was like, well, shit, this sucks. Mm. Um, But I pushed through with it and found it to be really great. Like by, I wore it every day for the period that I had it before I handed it on to Lisa. So a week, let's say. And I had absolutely no issues with it beyond maybe day two or day three. So I think you're right. I felt like it hardened up, not, I mean, three days it kind of hardened up that much but it definitely didn't have that like fresh uh slip that it did originally the consistency I wasn't sure that I liked it in the beginning it's quite thick and I'd read a lot of yeah I'd read a lot of reviews about people calling it tacky and tacky really isn't the term that I would use for it I didn't find it to be sticky at all but it was quite thick and I wasn't sure I was going to like it but I did so I'm happy with it. I will continue using it. And I had to go back to using my NARS one because I gave it to Lisa to try and I I have been looking forward to getting it back. So, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I definitely wouldn't have called it. Well, maybe my description of it being tacky after having it open for a little while is 
probably not the right description, but you know what I mean in terms of it holds, like it just picks up things mm. a lot easier. Um, definitely after those first few days, it starts to get better. I thought so too. Yeah. But I had the dried out version because Alex had pre-dried it for me. The first time I used it, it really wasn't good. The second time I used it, I wore it with just bronzer through the crease and I thought it was better. But I also don't know if it just looked better because all I had was bronzer on. Whereas mm-hmm. the first time I did it, I did like a moderate smoky eye with like a proper eyeshadow palette. Mm. So I would like to continue trying it, but I'll give it Keep back trying it. Keep it for another week. Okay. All right. I will report we'll back you have one more week, Lisa. Before <laughs> yeah. Alex takes that one back. Fair. I mean, I'm just really excited that at least we've got another option that's yeah. better than the shitty previous options. And I'm excited to try and make it work. As am I. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anyone else that's bringing out any other eyeshadow primers anytime soon. So I think we're just going to have to kind of deal with it. (laughs) Yeah, we've got to settle. What I'm really stressed about, I'm sorry to make this about me, is now it's actually serious what eyeshadow primer do I wear on my wedding day. Like I'm actually stressed. You just have to take a... (gasps) A brush oh, with you. I will have to undo and redo. You don't understand how deep set my eyes are. It's going to transfer up to my eyebrows and all the way under, and it's going to look muddy. We'll just. I guess have the to question use... is: Is there any way that you can get old formula NARS, or would they so, all be expired by now? They all be expired by now. Yeah, I thought about that, but the thing is that when you hoard the NARS eye primers, they do have this day where one day they work, and the next. They make your eyeshadow crease more than if you hadn't used them. Like once they go off, they go really slippy and slidey and they don't work. So I can't even hoard. Oh, no. We'll just have to reach out to Francois Nas himself and see whether he can offer you a new one of the old formula. (laughs) It's not too much to ask, is it, Francois? I like for 30 seconds at one time. So I feel like that's not too hard. One degree of separation. We've got this. (laughs) (laughs) so funny I feel like they almost need to just bring it out again as in like a super formula like another edition literally double the price we don't care we need to start a change.org petition for it and see how many people we can get to sign it but I honestly think we're the only three people in the world that care yeah I don't understand how we met when we all have the world's most craziest eyes I actually don't think that we are because back in the day when that was the original formula, that was the number one selling product in Sephora in Hawaii because of the humidity. So there is a number of people who have this issue. Oh, my God. Let's go to Hawaii and and make signs. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of an issue with borders locked, but I will do that for you. It's worth it. I'm willing to risk it. All right. Bye, Loz. We've talked about this for nine minutes. Leave us now. Okay. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. And thanks, Lauren, for joining us. Thanks for having me in the last nine minutes. (laughs) Bye. Bye. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.